Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh so yeah. His 40s are 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. Josh, you ready to fucking do it? Let's fucking do it, man. Are you ready to do this shit, man? Let's do it. Alright, let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to 40s and 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, today we're gonna we're gonna count down more songs on the Billboard Hot 100 list. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these open. Josh, what do we got here today? Tonight we're rolling with Mickey's. Rolling with Mickey's, <laughs> yes sir. Oh, I'm excited. I'm always excited for Mickey's. Never let me down. Nope. Unlike a certain uh, a certain old English type that we both know. Oh yeah, that one that one slapped me in the face and <laughs> didn't even call me a taxi. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Slapping is one thing, but not calling a taxi is yeah. just so savage, dude. I, I'm always reminded when people say like "didn't even blank." I'm always reminded from that quote from the first Hellboy movie. <laughs> Where uh fucking they're like like Hellboy's back in the medic thing after getting attacked by one of those dog things and Abe, who's like his amphibian buddy, like is looking at his wound because it's like getting all fucked up. And Abe is like, huh. Pin, like pinched you for five seconds, laid five eggs. And then it comes to Hellboy and he's just like, didn't even buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that joke probably went over my head at the time. No, same, but, but uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, I only saw that film once in the theater. Yeah, did you have a good time at it? Uh, I did. I, it's it's weird. Like it's I wasn't a super big action fan. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't have seen it, but there was this guy in my music class that really liked it. And because he told me he liked it, I was like, okay, I'm going to go see it. Oh, cool. So I just wanted to watch it with my parents. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really I really like it. I really, I, I it's like very much a departure from the comic, like, storyline, apparently, but I really like that one, and I like the second one even more, actually. The second one's quite good. Mm. I did enjoy it. What's strange, or interesting, is um, that was, I think I was in seventh grade, and I actually mm-hmm. just drove by my, my middle school today, just on accident. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. It's weird how distant it feels yeah. in a certain way. But it, it's, it was nice to be there because I had good memories from there. That's cool. Yeah. The last time I went to my middle school, it felt really, really small, like, mm. physically and also just, like, man, so many things in my life happened in, like, this space, but it's, like, just a contained little space. Yeah. It's crazy. My high school was pretty, pretty massive, though, so... Definitely didn't get the same vibe from that. Yeah, it is strange. It is strange how, uh, just how pronounced or important certain events feel from school. Mm-hmm. It is strange to think about that, and then just think about sort of a more mundane, you know, smaller uh, version of where the place is actually, where the events actually took place. Yeah, like what you said. I, I never thought of it that way, but. Yeah, it's like when you don't have any, like, purpose there anymore and it's kind of just, like, reduced down to, like, a building. Because mm. um, it's not the building or the place. It's the people and the memories. That's that right. make it important. That's right. Sounds like a Hallmark uh, card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, yeah, let's get into these guys. Because I'm a little thirsty for some yeah, good, for some good old Mickeys. All right, cheers. cheers, bud. This is Seth's birthday week. Woo! Happy birthday, baby. 
Ah, uh, so good. Yeah, it's my birthday, dude. I'm, uh, guess I'm old as shit now, huh? No, not at all. People are gonna find my body on the beach and they'll take out their archaeology tools and start dusting me off. <laughs> No, okay, I want to <laughs> I, I do, um, let's do a, I realized I was drunk when, or I, or, or I decided I was going to just let go tonight when. Okay, All right, okay. This is me, this is the moment that I realized. All right, so I also pre-gamed. Is this, this is, this is in regards to the party the party, say, yeah, so Seth had an amazing epic party, which <laughs> featured a party bus. It did. And two different amazing risque clubs. It, yes. They were um, both risque. <laughs> um, yep. So for me, it was okay. So I pre-gamed and I was like feeling pretty good. Then we started drinking on the party bus before we even arrived to the first place. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling pretty good. And I was like, I had a couple and I was like, all right, man, this is, uh, this is going pretty well. And then I still had a cup, which was like, you know, half, half a drink of mostly tequila and some seven up. Uh huh. And then uh, the bus stopped because we were at the first place. And <laughs> Frankie uh-huh. still Frankie still had a decent amount of something in his cup. Mm-hmm. I was assuming was a mixed drink. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I looked over and, and he was like, man, am I going to finish this, man? And he's like, and we kind of locked eyes and he poured like half of his thing in my cup, which was already like tequila. Yeah. And I was like, uh it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be. I'm just gonna let go. I know you're. It's like that was the moment of you know you're drunk when because it was you know that mixed thing where I was already feeling it and it's like mixing things and I was like, well the bus stopped so I just chugged it and I yeah. was like, Lord we're doing it. Oh man. Anyway, um, the time that I realized I was drunk when uh, in this particular instance I was there in that moment because Frankie actually poured the rest of his into mine like he poured part of it in yours and part of it into mine I think. <laughs> Um, but that's not when I realized I was drunk because I'm a little I'm a little tanky. When I realized I was drunk is when I was in the first location, which by the way is a uh, is a wonderful uh, cultural landmark of Los Angeles called Jumbo's Clown Room, uh, which is a essentially as I like to describe it to people a non nude strip club or as some refer to it as a bikini bar. Um, there are girls, they, they strip, but they dance, but they do not strip down to, uh, their nakedness. So it kind of feels a little more wholesome and respectful in that way. Um, mm. but the re- the moment when I realized I was drunk is that one of the girls came out and started dancing to a certain song. And I'm trying to remember what song it was. Uh, it was definitely a Deftones song. Oh yeah. And she was dancing to it. And, and when I, I, I caught myself singing along to the song as I was watching her dance, and I was like, well, I think this means I'm drunk. <laughs> like, I didn't realize yeah, I was singing as I was like, yeah. singing. Yeah. That's a good, like, I realized I was drunk when I caught myself singing. <laughs> I didn't realize I was singing. And that was only the first stop, so it was a, it was a good night. I forgot. We forgot to note that I thought Frankie had a mixed drink, but he just had straight vodka. What a baller! He was just like, "All right, here you guys go." Like, I'm not gonna finish this right now. Here you go, man. Yeah, that was a great night. Um, Yeah, just so many, so many friends and people I didn't expect to see there, and they all just kind of people were kind of coming in and out throughout the night, and it was just like a. It was like a rotating door of like, oh my god, what's up? Happy birthday. Like, it was just a really, it was a really lovely time. And I, I thank you for being there, Josh. 
I had a great time. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, well, with that, shall we kick off these songs? We should. See what's cracking. Um, I mean, we could tell more birthday party stories, but, you know, we don't have to do that right now. We can we can bring them up as the episode goes. Um, so, number one is still uh, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Uh, it's holding its spot down pretty well. Uh, number two is Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Number three is Without Me by Halsey. Number four is Happier, which is the Marshmallow Bastille song. And number five is High Hopes, which is the Panic of the Disco song that I had high hopes for, but unfortunately disappointed me a little bit. Yes. Um, Let down. Yeah, that's not really that good of a name of a song, though. Let down? Yeah. Radiohead? Actually, wait, that's a Radiohead song. Just kidding. Sorry, Radiohead, sorry, Radiohead fans. Didn't mean to trigger you. Um, <laughs> hey, I like that song, says every Radiohead fan listening to do this podcast. you like that song? Podcast. I do. It's I a like great song. song. Yeah. It's, uh, it's on, it's on uh, OK Computer, right? Yeah. That down and crush like a bug on the ground. Yeah, dude. That's right. Man, that song is fucking dark. Yeah. You know what I like about that song, though, is how... I mean it's beautiful and I love the way that the vocal part comes in like on the very last chorus like after kind of this long extended sort of jammy bit and it repeats the verse again but in the background like in the second half of it there's like this other Tom York part that starts singing yeah and it like goes up and it stays up and then it keeps going up as like the main verse refrain is happening and then it like Coast to this other high note and it harmonizes into the chorus and it's so fucking cool and like every time I hear that song that's always like the thing I listen for yeah that's the most uh, emotional part for me yeah it's so good dude um (laughs) anyway but we're not reviewing Radiohead yet (laughs) um that'll happen (laughs) later um so with that number six it looks like it's our first song of the evening uh it's called Going Bad which is a Meek Mill song featuring Drake. Um, Meek- God damn. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, what was that? Uh, I, feel, I felt weird swearing like that, even though it's so mild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, there's part of me that it it's hard for me to stomach how... Well, it's just as, you know, that's how corporate in America works, or the corporate world works, is that you have... Three or four massive, massive chains or super conglomerates that just dominate. So yeah. the fact that we have, you know, the top ten is always the same, like four or five players. Yeah, it starts to get annoying. But yeah. you know, whatever. I gotta say, last year when we were doing the podcast, I feel like the top ten were sort of different, and then there was a moment where it shifted, and then it became, like, the same four or five people. Mm. Like, I think it started when Ed Sheeran sort of snuck his way onto the chart, (laughs) and then he, like, brought all these people with him, and now they're just all there. (laughs) You know? Like, it started with Shape of You, and then after that, like, Drake snuck in, and then, you know, kind of went from there. But anyway, <clears throat> let's listen to the song. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's hear it. Piece for it. Just to blow it in a mob doesn't mean that we involved. I just what? I just uh, put a rigid on the card. I ain't going playing ball, but I'll show you how the fuck you got to do it. If you really want to fall to your father. Well, Josh, I uh, think that might be the might be the song right there. 
it was pretty smooth there, Seth. It's pretty, pretty styling, Josh. It rolled and rocked a little. <laughs> Just a little though, not too so much. Um, I was almost going into like Bob Ross territory. <laughs> like, Just put little beats over here, and then have the <laughs> piano loop in there in the background. Just put a. Just put a little, just put a little happy loop right there. Just, it's your loop. You can paint it however you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I gotta say, I think that Drake definitely sounded more animated in this song. Um, I like the anyway. Yeah. I like what he actually sang. That was nice. Um, the the thing where the the thing that I'm assuming is the chorus because it was kind of hard to tell when the chorus started, um, but it was the thing that repeated twice, which is the thing that Drake like rapped slash sang. I think that was my favorite part of the song. Yeah, me too. Um, I wish that. Well, I don't know, man, because like on the one hand, I wish there was more of that. But if the song was only that, I feel like it would have gotten gotten old. Yeah. Um, I don't... <laughs> fucking Meek Mill, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. I kind of want to make a hot take right now. Um, fuck it, I'm really? just, just going to say a hot take right now. Right. So, for those who don't know, Meek Mill was... Uh, <laughs> Meek Mill pretty much started a bunch of beef... With Drake over calling Drake out for using Ghost Riders. Drake fired back with a diss track. Meek Mill fired back with a diss track, etc., etc. I think like two or three diss tracks were traded throughout the two of them. Uh, but then Meek Mill got arrested for some weird charges, and then he basically was kept in prison for a really long time because of. Like, some kind of bullshit thing that the judge pulled, and it was kind of unfair and kind of whack. Um, so there was this whole, like, free Meek Mill campaign that was happening because it was like, you know, he's like a, a black man in America and he's, like, being fucked with. Um, which is all well and good, and I think that that was wrong of that to happen. However, all of that being said, I kind of think his rapping style is a little whack. I don't really know if I like it that much. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Like, it's it almost sounds exactly like Drake, too, but, like, a more nasally version of Drake, right? Like, a little bit? I don't know, bro. It was, like, to me, when I heard that, I was like, this is mediocre at best. <laughs> when you when you heard, like, his rapping specifically? Yeah, I was like, this shit's, this shit's becoming wallpaper, like, mm-hmm. quicker than I can not come up with a joke. Yeah, so it it's bad. becoming wallpaper faster than I can watch paint dry. Yeah. Question mark. It's like, it should, I don't know. My brain was numbed by listening to that. <laughs> I can't think of anything. It was only like two and a half minutes long, too. Damn. I didn't. I, I wasn't actively against it or like, oh, this sucks. But I was just like, oh, yeah. this is pretty whatever. Yeah, it was very middle of the road for me. I agree. I think that if you were to compare this to other like Drake things i think that overall i i liked it substantially more than a lot of the other drake i've heard recently um but what is that really saying (laughs) in the long run it's like you get boiled hot dog and macaroni with no cheese for lunch and then the one day that you get cheese you're like man this is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like that 
the one day that Drake adds any kind of flavor to his to his rhymes, you're like, oh, this is nice. I like this. You know what's funny is I don't think I've I think I might have had that once as a child ever in my life. Boiled hot dogs was like, oh well, no, like specifically like mac and cheese was cut up hot dog. Oh, dude, it's so good. Are you kidding me? It sounds good. It sounds like I should have that. Dude, my dad, that's one of the recipes he taught me. <laughs> it, no, no, hear me out, because it's its homemade mac and cheese with hot dogs, mm. and you bake that shit. Oh, that's even better. It's so good, dude. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to get that going at some point. We definitely need we need, we should we should have some of that for like our our big fortieth episode. Yeah, what if I make a mac and cheese make bake? A mac and cheese bake yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we'll get drunk and eat that and <laughs> do our big fortieth episode. Dude, it's great drunk food. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, we'll get so fat. Yeah, so fucking <laughs> fat. Carbs and cheese. You know what else is actually good is if you sub out. Um, well, I mean, you could sub out the hot dogs for anything. You could sub it out for broccoli, which is actually really good. I like broccoli. Um, you could sub it out for bacon bits. Which obviously is gonna be good because it's bacon. Yeah. Um, you can sub it out for like you know varying amounts of sausages or any kind of meat really, and it'll still work. Mm, like a spicy sausage. Yeah, exactly. Like a spicy chicken sausage. That's right. I actually prefer chicken sausage to like pork sausage. Really? Yeah. It depends on what kind of pork sausages. I feel like. Like, Hebrew National hot dogs are really, really good, and I think those are pork. Well, no. Those are beef, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Because they're, they're kosher, so they're not pork. They're something else. They're probably beef, then. Some meat conglomerate. <clears throat> Excuse you. Anyway, Crazy. this song was... That burp was more interesting than this, than this song, I would argue. But not quite as interesting as the Mac, the baked Mac we're talking about. The baked Mac Miller. No, no, it's not Mac Miller. Jesus, Meek Mill, Meek Meek and Cheese, Meek with Meek without cheese. This song was very Meek without cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Could have given a solid Meek without cheese out of ten. Uh, we, we finally stumbled across like a really funny pun. <laughs> It only it only took us uh, six and a half minutes. That's you know, we're huge. We're, we're working on it. Um, yeah, I mean, what what else can we add here? The the what what did you think of the beat? Was the beat okay? It was fine. <laughs> Everything was whatever, dude. <laughs> That shit was very whatever. I just like I want to make sure we cover the all our bases. Piano loop, the beat. The yeah, piano. it actually that that beat even sounded like another Drake beat, right? <laughs> like I'm trying to remember which one, but I swear to God I've heard that fucking beat. Oh no, you know what it is? It's in uh, it's in Ten Bands. I think that's the name of it. It's off of uh, it's off of probably the only Drake album I really like front to back, which is if you're reading this, it's too late. Which is like a mixtape of his, hmm. but it's that that this beat sat, does sound kind of similar to that. So I was getting flashbacks. Um, well, anyway, I mean, I guess if that's all we have to say about it, we can move on. I'm not going to try to force the issue here <laughs> if we can't think of anything else. No, sorry, I just got sidetracked because I was like, damn, you know what? I should go through some of Drake's discography instead of just relying on the top forty. Yeah, honestly, this is not a. I I personally don't think this is a good representation of like what he's capable of. Oh no, yeah, because I've heard a few Drake songs that I do actually like a lot, mm -hmm. and he's such a dominant force in the industry that it'd be cool to just go through all of his all of his tracks and 
you know, catch the gems that his writing team have come up with. But, uh, psh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, like, if you're reading this, It's Too Late is actually quite good, and I, I still listen to that now. Um, there's, oh man, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, it's like the album cover where it's like him as a kid with like the blue sky background. That's like the other one that a lot of people know pretty well. I think that's the one that has Star from the Bottom on it, which is like one of the songs that blew him up. Um, anyway, well, yes, you should listen to more Drake out of context of new Drake, because I think you'll like it. At least some of it. Um, that being said, let's move on here. Uh, so after that, I just want to throw out here: it's the time of year that Christmas songs are starting to pop up on the top fo- on the top forty. Oh yay! So get excited. Okay, but we're not going to do repeats, right? No. Okay. But I do want to just throw out there that number seven directly directly under this song is "All I Want for Christmas Is You," <laughs> which we we have already done. We, but yeah, we also did the one that I really love, obviously, which is George Michael's. Oh, of course. Yeah. Last Christmas. Last Christmas yeah. I, I hope that charts again because I just, yeah, I love the song. Wait, actually, this is this is a, a true story, and I want to tell you really quick, but I was at an H&M the other day because I was buying a sick vest for that party, and as I was walking out, I saw a t-shirt that was literally, it was black and it had like a little border for the frame picture and it was a picture of George Michael and one of the other guys from Wham wearing Christmas hats and ugly sweaters and it said last Christmas Wham oh yeah and I was like half tempted to buy that and like give it to you as a joke present oh I would have loved that yeah <laughs> maybe I love I love George Michaels same yeah just like yeah someone was trying to debate with me the other day about whether or not all I want for Christmas is you, or Last Christmas is a better song. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't think it's even close. Yeah, I don't know if there is a better song than Last Christmas as far as Christmas-related, like pop songs. Of course, yeah. I'm a little biased yeah. against. Yeah. Um. On that note, are you are you playing the Little Drummer Boy Challenge this year? Dude, I forgot about that challenge, and I have not heard it yet. Okay, good. So you can start playing. All right. So it's just up until Christmas, you have to avoid hearing it? Yes, and I think it's up until Christmas Eve. Okay. Because I think that that would be really fucking hard. Same. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to leave my home anymore. (laughs) You know what? I got to say, I put myself (laughs) in really dangerous situations, too. Like, I've I've gone to Starbucks where they're playing Christmas songs. Well, anywhere. The H&M even, like... Yeah, you, know, you can you can't be too careful with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's really it's it's a scary time. The drummer boy takes no prisoners. <laughs> um, anyway, let's. Uh, yeah, so let, so <laughs> watch it be like on the top. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be the biggest dick move ever. I feel like I would just I would just be like okay I'm just gonna do this from memory because I don't want to listen to it because I want to lose. Yeah, but um, anyway. That Mariah Carey song is on there. Um, number seven, teen, is uh, that that sunflower song by Post Malone that we did last week. That was decidedly average. <laughs> uh, which uh, I gotta say, above it is number sixteen, which is it's the most wonderful time of the year. Which, if you recall, <laughs> has the drummer from Drummer on Crack. 
<laughs> that was so entertaining, the end of that song. It was, dude, yeah, like, dude was the intro of that song. It's like, That guy was going so hard. It's like, whoa. Yeah. I like. Oh, man. I really should look up, like, who that is, like, doing drums on that recording, because it's amazing. Um. <laughs> okay, I know your I know your page marking says Forte. I want that shit for Tissimo. <laughs> you better fucking do it. <laughs> Triple F motherfucker. Anyway, um so <laughs> that that takes us to number 18, which I don't think is a Christmas song, unfortunately. <laughs> it's called East Side. It's by Benny Blanco. Uh, it has Halsey in it. Okay. You know, not really sure what it's going to sound like, but let's check it out. Maybe it'll be jangly. It's a thing if you put a mind to it. You take your whole life and you put a line to it. My love is yours if you're willing to take it. Give me a heart to set, I'm going to break it. So come away. Man, I was about to start that, and then like a burp happened. <laughs> so I was like, I got to wait. But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be uh, deceitful of the of the <laughs> listeners. So, um, you know that song was actually pretty pretty chill. I was I was into that song actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually so here's the thing is that the guitar line sounds almost identical to that Juice World song that we that we listened to earlier in the set season. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the the hook and the verses were done in a lot more of a I don't know less stilted, more uh, I don't want to say poppier, but it was like a more memorable like it like it made more sense to me like musically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I kind of was joking earlier that I thought his voice sounded like, you know, some cousin of Ed Sheeran. Um, and I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but he definitely has a style, and he makes it work for him, it seems like. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I thought overall the, the vocal performance of, of both was definitely um, felt more sincere and convincing and emotional than most Top 40 tracks. Yeah. So... I felt like the the melody and the vocal performance was really strong, and actually, I felt some things. I had an emotional response, which is mm. that's a good sign that okay, this is like this is something. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it, the lyrics are simple, but it's it's delivered in such a way that it makes you think about love and life and aging and yeah, the harshness of you know not necessarily being wealthy. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I just, I, it was weird. It made, made me really start to think about like um, how relationships in life are the most important thing, and then uh, also how it's weird how sort of social status or economic status can sort of muddy that up sometimes. Yeah, and totally. Then, then it also just made me think it's it's strange how for some reason some people have more ambition to make a lot of money than other people and i just you know yeah that's it's like that's its whole other world and complicated topic but what to me is interesting is like why the reasons why and the 
you know, understanding of how and why people, certain people have this ambition to like, damn, like, no, I got to make like a shit ton of money, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause at a certain point it's just so obviously above your actual basic needs. Right. And yeah, but there's, yeah. That actually reminds me of this really interesting, so Dave Chappelle um, y'all know who Dave Chappelle is. He basically, after the Dave Chappelle show, after it's, like, second or third season, like, whenever, uh, whenever he decided to stop doing it for a while, he basically, like, disappeared for a couple of years, and no one, like, knew where he went, and then he kind of randomly came back, you know, I think it was, like, three or four or five years later or some shit, maybe even longer, and one of his first interviews back as he was with, uh, David Letterman, and um, the interview was really, really interesting because David Letterman just essentially be like asked him up front. He was like, "So what happened? Like, why'd you leave?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Chappelle was essentially like, "You know, Comedy Central offered me this insane deal. Like, like basically he was basically Chappelle was like, "Yeah, I'm done. Like, this is kind of I'm getting burned out. This is kind of the last season I want to do. Like, I don't feel as creative anymore, and I want to end on a high note. So I just want to like end the show." Yeah. And essentially, Comedy Central came to him, and they were like, you know, they were I think they were giving him like a million dollars like based for each season or whatever like like a million dollars was like a number that he like had been working with before and they were like if you stay for a third season we'll give you five million dollars and Chappelle when he's talking to David Letterman David Letterman is like so why did you leave like that's so much money and Dave Chappelle says well you know Dave I learned that the difference between one million dollars and five million dollars is four million dollars <laughs> which is so and like i think that's so true because he was like he was basically like that's so much money that i don't know even know what i would do with it like that's so much money that i would have no use for it so he was like even if i was given all that money like i'm still living so comfortably and so well with what i have that like it wouldn't even matter and like i wouldn't even comprehend what it was so (laughs) i think that's i always think of that whenever people are like you know because that happens a lot i mean you see it a lot in like you know higher up chains that are more corrupted is people will just like do anything to get more money just like through various like cuts or tax breaks or whatever and there is kind of a point where you're like what does it really like like like, what does it really matter like you can leave some for your kids maybe but like school at the most is going to be what like maybe two hundred thousand dollars for like a four-year program or something no less I mean it, well, it depends on where you go but that, that sounds a lot higher than it but like that's that's yeah. like that's like super highballing it yeah like if you that's like if you go to like some Ivy League with like zero like yeah. zero uh, help or anything um so like a mil- like a million dollars is five times that so it's like I don't know if you're gonna have five kids going to Ivy League schools you know, I mean, but, most most people in a lifetime don't even accrue maybe a million dollars. Right. Think, so, but yeah, 
Anyway, this is uh, this this is the point of the conversation where I would launch into like, yeah, it's all just the one percent that control like all the wealth and you know eat the rich. Yeah, but yeah, and like eat the rich and you know all that shit. But <laughs> we're talking about some music, so let's um, maybe gently nudge back towards that topic. Yeah. Um, one thing I did look up was that the um, the artist who did this song. Um, is actually a pretty big, like, producer, which I didn't realize, um, but he has helped a lot of people make a lot of songs that are really, really, really big, um, like, if you look up Benny Blanco on Wikipedia, like, his Wikipedia entry, like, his song credits are, like, with Katy Perry (laughs) and with Juice World among other people, and, like, basically, like, everybody that was anything in the last, like, ten years, like, he's helped, like, make a hit for them. Mm. Um, he was given, like, some, like, BMA, like, gave him a songwriter's award, like, back in 2013, apparently. Um, and... According to Wikipedia, he went up there and was like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Like, I feel like I should be having a job where I'm, like, giving you guys food and not, like, accepting an award. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. Something kind of is charming about that to me. So I kind of, I don't know. It seems cool that someone that's so young is, like, working with such huge artists. Um... And this is apparently, like, his first time that he's putting his, like, actual name on a song and, like, he's actually doing, like, he's doing work on it. Mm. I liked his voice, dude. Yeah, same. It was cool. Um, wait, wait, Josh. Yeah. I realized this song also said that Khalid was on it. So was that not Benny Blanco singing? Was that Khalid singing? It might have been, which would explain why I like the voice. Yeah, that would too. <laughs> Khalid does have a great voice. When we've talked about his songs on here before, we've always said that. Um, I gotta say, though, dude, like, I'm not really sure how I like Halsey on this song. I feel like she does this weird inflection when she says East Side. That sounds yeah. really unnatural and there, weird. There is, like, this sort of affected um, accent or just affected thing going on, but her voice just has a sincere quality. No, it does. Like, like overall, like I really liked it, but on that one, like on that one word, there's a lot of like compression or like some kind of, some kind of auto tune effect or something on her voice that makes it sound kind of like unnatural almost. Mm. I don't know. But on the other hand, that's probably my only criticism of the song. If, only major if, one. Um, any, sorry, if any listeners are wondering why I've been somewhat quiet for a minute and a half, I've just been looking at Halsey on Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. thought you were looking at, like, lyrics or something. No, I was just looking at ha- pictures of <laughs> Instagram. I was like, damn, girl, fuck. <laughs> I mean, yes. Because <laughs> I wanted to be reminded, I was like, because I like her voice, and I remember thinking she was attractive, and I was like, I forget what she looks like. Though. Oh, so my I, God. I wanted to relook at that, so. Um... Yeah, Halsey actually dated g Easy for a while. She also, before him, dated Machine Gun Kelly, who was the guy that did the diss track against Eminem. So you're telling me there's a chance... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that fucking dumb and dumber yeah, quote? Dumb and dumber. She's like one in a million. One in a million. So you're saying <laughs> there's a chance? And he's all excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my god. I mean, short answer is yes. <laughs> there is a chance. <laughs> uh, long answer is that chance might be smaller than you might like. No, man, when... Especially because I think she might actually be dating somebody at this point. <laughs> so they would be even smaller, my... <laughs> but still a chance. So As you know. my uh, career steadily accelerates and you know, <laughs> uh-huh. I will I will become a John Mayer type player where it no I'm just I don't know. You're gonna have to play a lot of Stratocasters then. Ugh. I don't wanna do that. <laughs> Josh is like I would never stoop to that level. <laughs> Wait, do you not like Stratocasters? Mm, they're okay. Yeah. They're they're good, right? I mean they yeah, have I, they have I like a use them. they have a use. Yeah, no, I have nothing against them. I just, I just haven't. Um, they just haven't been my acts of choice. Right. Now you. But they're, they're great though. I mean. Well, you play mostly Gretches, right? That's a new thing. Oh, okay. Gretches is a new thing. What was the one you which, had before? Which I liked a lot. I've had, a, I've had a number of them, but there's one like really dope Ibanez that mm. I was really into. But uh, yeah, I mean. That was the red one, right? Yeah, it was kind of this dark brownish, reddish, wooden sort of. But you know, yeah, I mean, if all guitars are great, but yeah, um, yeah, it just depends on what you want. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I could go into a whole tangent about John Mayer and Stratocasters, but it's kind of boring, so maybe I won't. Um, yeah, I mean, suffice to say, I think the song was pretty good. You know, I enjoyed it. I honestly feel like somehow this was going to be a really short segment, and then it turned into a long one. <laughs> I know, same. Like, I don't know how. It just We just kept talking, and it just happened. You know, Josh, that's, uh, that's what happens when we hang out together and drink 40s. <laughs> Sometimes we talk for longer than we intend. Well, you know what it actually is? It's what happens when you don't talk, and I'm allowed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> It's when I go on Instagram. <laughs> Josh goes on Instagram to look at Halsey, and then... God. It goes off for, like, five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go back and be editing yeah. this episode. I'm going to be like, God damn it, dude. I was talking for, like, eight minutes. Just me, like, unfiltered. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Seriously, there's so much of my voice in this episode. Why was I allowed to talk this long? Uh, well, I hope you all like my voice, because you're going to hear a lot of it this episode, apparently. Woo. Um, anyway, let's move on, shall yeah. we? Consensus is we like the song. It's good. Um, next song is what? What do you know? Another Meek Mill song. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know how this happened either, but here we are. Um, I think it's because his album just dropped, so that's why there's a couple other ones. Ugh, I hate it when we do the same artist twice. I know. Sorry about that. Okay, so <laughs> it's uh, uh, the the recording stopped randomly. Sorry about that. But it has Jay Z and Rick Ross on it, which is a really weird ass combination. And, um, it's, and it's number twenty. Uh, yes, I believe it's number. It's number 20, yes. Um, so yeah, let's let's see what this is. Let's do it. Slay the dragon. Fucking shink. Shink. Free is when nobody else could tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Do all the fame, you know I stay true. 
Pray my niggas stay free. Well, damn. I feel like Jay Z just like took me to school. <laughs> he was like, sit down, let's go over some history. Here we go. Um. Wow. Well, okay. Let's talk about this then. Um. <clears throat> the beat was fine. Whatever. I'm just gonna get that out of the way now. Beat was fine. Did job. Cool. Yeah. No, I thought the beat was dope. I, I really loved the string sample and the the drum and bass. Like I thought, I thought that shit was dope. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the different tiers of of verses in this song, really quick. Um, in my opinion, your tier levels are Rick Ross at the bottom, Meek Mill in the middle, Jay Z on the top. Mm. That's what I was feeling. Um, there was a lot, of, a lot to be said and to say in this song, in my opinion. And Rick Ross pretty much had the least to say of it out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because there's two, there's two factors that I know about Rick Ross going into this that make me kind of think slightly less of what he has to say. Um, the first of which being that he kind of always has this thing where he's trying to, like, be a super hard, like, yeah, I lived on the streets and, you know, doing all this stuff, but he was definitely, like, a correctional officer for a while. Okay. Um, so I find it interesting that he keeps going back. It's almost like he's, like, a WWE wrestler at this point, where, like, Rick Ross is, like, his persona, mm-hmm. and then, like, whoever he is when he's in real life is just, like, that's his day job, you know? Right. That's kind of how I feel about Rick Ross at this point, <laughs> which, I don't know. I feel like every time I hear a boast in a song, it kind of just takes the sa- the wind out of the sails for me a little bit, just knowing that. The other thing, too, is that... Well, first off, he calls Mona Lisa a bitch, which I think is a little rude. Um, also uncalled for, because Mona Lisa can't talk. She's a painting, dude. How can you t- how can you talk shit about someone that can't defend themselves against against criticism? What, 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 what fairness is that, buddy? Um, second off... The fact that we're in 2018 and he casually drops the the f bomb, it's kind of kind of seems out of touch to me. Yeah, that was that seemed a little out of place. But that's also that's I mean that's also me, me nitpicking. I get it, but like that's just kind of my problem with Regras. I feel like he just is not he's not really ever fully like understanding of like the the. Not even the culture, but just like the the societal settings at which he does his songs. Like he got in trouble one year because he did a rap song about like fucking roofing someone's drink. <laughs> like like no shit. And then he went on the air and was like, "Yeah, you know, like I didn't really know that the lyric was gonna be interpreted like that." Uh huh. But it was literally like, dude, the line is, I put something in her drink, I take her back to my place, and she doesn't remember what happened. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally the line. So, well, I mean, he's obviously having to, you know, I mean, save right. face, even though it's apparent he was making a terrible 
I mean, right. <laughs> I get that. I get It's the, like Trump. It's like he says terrible shit. And then he's like, nah, dude. He's like, no, dude. He's like, either no, I didn't say that, or no, I meant something else, which he obviously, it doesn't make sense that it could mean anything else. Right. Not only does it not make yeah. sense, but like it doesn't even really matter because it's like you still said it. Yeah. Like, in fact, you meaning that you said something else is like, that's you admitting that you said it then. So, like, what the fuck, man? Anyway, I'm just, I'm just trying not to let my Rick Rocks, my Rick Ross bias get in the way of this review. I still thought the the vocal delivery of, of that he gave was cool. Sure, I mean that's the standard Rick Ross delivery. You know, the stanzas were not as supreme. Sure. But, um, I think on an aesthetic level, yeah. I agree that like his his timbre and like the way that he was delivering the lines was fine. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll I'll agree with that. Um. Anyway, I don't want to turn this into a Seth talking for eight minutes while Josh looks at Instagram again. So I'm not looking at Instagram. Oh no, I know. I just but, I don't want to tempt yeah. you. So tell me how you felt about the Meek Mill verse. Uh, or give me a line from his verse. Uh, well, my memory. Well, Meek Mill is the one that was in prison, so he was talking about you know how he was like chained. Basically, he's like, right, why right. are people putting me in jail when like we're helping put kids to college right. and we're like helping keep them off the streets, which I think is fair, and I mean that's definitely like what was happening. Yeah, basically, the system is so fucked that. The people have to help each other. Yeah. The the disenfranchised have to help each other. Because, like, no one else will help them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought... Honestly, like, I just thought the beat was dope. Like, yeah. I was really down with the music. I was like, damn, that's just tight. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was cool enough to where I was like, I can stand this for six minutes because it's a long song. <laughs> and then, yeah. so to me, like... To me, the lyrics and the the fact that the content of the song is sort of more serious or social, humanitarian conscious, like, that's just icing on the cake. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, they're trying to enlighten people and and help move toward a a world of less oppression. Yeah. That's just, just like icing on the cake. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That... Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And um, I think that, you know, Meek Mill's verse did that. I feel like Meek Mill's verse did that on, like, a base, like, this is, this is, like, how I was, like, street life versus, like, what I'm doing now, but I still got incarcerated for it. Like, I thought that that was really powerful. Um, and then you get to Jay-Z's line, and it's, like, this fucking, like, what is it, like, two and a half, three minutes long? And it's just a couple minutes, yeah. It's like really, I don't know, man. When I heard the even when we listened to that song by the Carters, which was like Beyonce and Jay Z's side project, I think we both agreed that like Jay Z was the best part of that. Um, I'm impressed, dude, at how this late in the game he's still able to fucking bring it. You know? Yeah, he. He's clever and he writes what's personal and on his mind. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. And also, just but, like he's so, 
he's really what he's really good at is like making like narratives and like stories and like being able to paint very vivid like pictures of like events happening hmm. um so like when he's talking about like like the fucking slave ships and like like there's a lot of like like him equating Meek Mill's incarceration to like slavery which I would agree with on certain points I mean you know you talk about like mass incarceration it's definitely like a lot of disenfranchised people being taken advantage of like absolutely I agree with that um and I like you know him referring to like the the like shucking and jiving which is like you know a derogatory term of like back in the day when like you know slaves would like perform music for like potential buyers Mm. um yeah man I mean there's so much happening in that verse I don't even know I don't even know where to begin with it I don't even know if I should really get into detail of it because there's just a lot there um let's see I'm just gonna fucking I'm just gonna run this down If you don't mind Jay-Z's verse? Yeah Uh, let's see Oh, I mean the one thing about Jay-Z's verse That I actually do take slight criticism with Is that, um He kind of talks up Tidal And how like he Because like Tidal's a streaming service That he owns and operates Yeah Um, he like it's like him and Kanye and like a couple other people are like on it um the only thing I would say is that I feel like that's not the best example to give I think that's an example of like your success but the fact is that title is a service where you pay extra money to get like premium listening abilities so you can listen to like you know lossless music files essentially through this system but it's kind of um it's kind of like a privileged system right because you need to be able to afford it um it's not it's not for the common people and it's not like for everybody despite what i think his intentions are right so i feel like that example is a little bit flawed um but I think that's the only time that, you know, what he's talking about doesn't exactly work for me. I think that for the most part, everything else is pretty fucking solid. Especially I'm talking about, like, Billboard and how, like, fucked up it is that he can literally, like, inflate numbers and then Billboard will still give him, like, a, like, certification for, like, selling X amount of records. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, it's kind of funny that he's bragging about that because he totally did that with his last album. But... At least he's, like, accepting it and, like, bringing it into the light of, like, that's what people can do to just, like, boost their numbers. I don't I don't jive tur- turkey, say happy Thanksgiving, shit sound like murder to me. I appreciated that line. Um, sugar-free, seasoned, but I'm salt-free. <laughs> I really like that one, too. Because he's like, I'm well-seasoned in the game, but I'm not bitter about it. Yeah. It's, like, a really clever... It's a clever-ass line, dude. Like, I don't know. That's why I fucking love Jay-Z, is he's, like... There's some lines like that that'll just pop out, and you're like, it's so, like, clever. Yeah. Um... Yeah. 
the only other thing that I would criticize is his his weird ass stilted ha ha ha's that he kind of dropped as like ad libs. Because <laughs> he drops one and then he does an actual laugh immediately after it. <laughs> which makes I don't know. At this point, I'm just kind of like picking the straws. But overall. I thought the song was quite good. <laughs> Parsing hairs. Yes. I've been talking for too long. Josh, how are you How are you doing over there? I'm cool. I said my piece, bro. Okay. That's our natural... Um, the colors of our souls are coming out. <laughs> Seth is like... Oh, man. Vocalizes, you know, the, the thousand thoughts. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. That stream through his mind. Mm-hmm. And Josh just says, like two or three things and I'm like yeah I'm good bro that's what I thought <laughs> but then you internalize the rest of it <clears throat> like you're still thinking a lot of thoughts that's true it's yeah, just yeah. that my thoughts come out of my mouth yeah it's like <laughs> yeah, one, yeah one person vocalizes all of the thoughts one person just thinks them and then nods yeah it, like internalizes yeah. yeah um <laughs> this is totally a side comment <laughs> But when I was talking to some friends that, like, listen to our podcast every week, they were like, that's kind of what we like about it. It's like, so Seth will fucking talk his ass off, and then there'll be, like, a silence. Josh will be like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how it goes. <sighs> or, I my piece, yeah. or I notice the drunker I get, I'll, like, I'll, like, say the same shit, but I'll say it in different ways. Yeah. God, I feel like I do that so much, and I'm so sorry that I do that, because I'm sure that's annoying for you. I say my piece, and I bring some comic relief. Oh, man. <laughs> so you're not denying that I repeat myself a lot. Uh, honestly, like, I haven't noticed the re repeating. Like, to okay. me, it was just a stream of, like, thoughts coming out. Okay. It wasn't, like, I didn't see, I haven't noticed it being super repetitive. Okay. So, I don't know what they're saying about that. Well, thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> um... Dude, on that note, <laughs> I was just editing us uh, talking about Eraserhead the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to... I was visiting some friends on Monday night, and I was, like, uh -huh. trying to convince them to watch it, because we, oh. we watch movies on Mondays, but okay. it didn't happen. We ended up... We were, we were like, okay, no, fuck it. We'll watch a holiday movie. Oh, uh, okay. And obviously, we, we settled on Gremlins. <laughs> oh, obviously. No, that's a great one. That's a great That's the first time I saw it. It was pretty fun. Mm. It was a good good film mm -hmm. entertaining dude i remember when i was a kid i think that was one of the first movies i saw where there was just a lot of like small creature violence you know <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like that opening scene and it's kind of fucked up because you're like damn these gremlins are straight up trying to murder this lady and they like they murder other people in like hilariously over the top ways but here's like one of them goes in a blender, one of them goes yeah. in a microwave. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that was like damn. the best scene because like you know the son the son is you know calls the mom and he goes, "Mom, get the fuck out of the house!" You know, yeah. this is fucking gremlins. 
And then the mom, instead of leaving, she's like, no, fuck this. She just doubles down. She's like, this is my fucking house, you bitches. I will fuck you up. She goes, dude, I was like, damn, she's badass. She's like fucking blends one of them. Right. Stabs another one. Throws one in a microwave. She's like, she fucking goes hard. She's like, no, fuck these bitches. I'm killing all of them. I'm killing all of them. And she ends up surviving, right? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she She makes it out okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's fucking gnarly. I just remember there's, like... Isn't there a scene where, like, a gremlin drives, like, a tractor through a house? Yeah, there is. Yeah. And then there's, like... There, like, one of the famous scenes, of course, is, like, the lady with, like, in the wheelchair where she, like, sits in it and has, yeah. like, that stair yeah. thing. And it, like, goes too fast and it, like, throws her out the window. Yeah. That's what I remember. Um, anyway. So, so speaking of holiday cheer... Holiday chair? No, holiday cheer. Chair? Huh? Um, we're on the last song of the night, Josh. And get, guess what it is? It's definitely a holiday song. Oh, it's a holiday song. It is. It is. It is, of course, the timeless classic Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. We didn't review that? Amazingly, we did not. No. Alright, let's give it a shot. Let's. <laughs> I'm very interested to see. The, I only know that song because of Home Alone. Really? Well, that's my main memory attached to it. That that's like, that was like your gateway to that song? Is Little Macaulay. Oh. You know, having this elaborate set of mannequins which he I don't know he acquired <laughs> oh god that's and right and making them dance with string it's like okay oh man which is this is I guess makes sense that he could do that but yeah wait okay okay before we go into the song really quick can we talk about the fucking scene in the second Home Alone movie where he somehow knows that movie so well that he could fucking like play it for the for Tim Curry and all like the the staff that are trying to break into the hotel room and they think they're getting shot at. You remember that? Um honestly, I I have not seen the second one in like I don't know how long. Okay. I've seen the first one also in I don't know how long, but I've seen the first one more, so I remember okay. that one. It's like the second one I just remember this creepy pigeon lady. Yeah, but she ends up being really nice. And she ends up being super nice. And she like saves him. Yeah. Um yeah, no, well, the scene in the hotel... God, fuck, dude. Some friends, yeah. wanna, some friends of mine want to watch Home Alone. I'm going to really try to convince them to watch Home Alone 2 instead. Well, because it's Christmas, and that's yeah. like, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So you should you should tell them Home Alone 2, you should watch it. Um, yeah, there's just, it's... How it, did they forget him again? Like... I don't remember. What? Okay. It's something about, like, plane tickets, and something just, like, doesn't pan out. I think it's like they they were gonna go back for him and then like they don't realize and they're like fuck it let's go and they're like oh my god Kevin I want to text all my friends right now can we watch Home Alone too <laughs> you should yeah. dear friends because yeah, I employ you no we were like we have this sort of thing that's been happening where on Monday nights we go to a certain friend's place. Oh, okay. And we end up watching a movie, so... That sounds fun. Yeah. Have you guys been watching, like, all holiday movies at this point, or just kind of, like, whatever? Um, it's... It, like, has shifted into becoming a seasonal thing, so, like, for Thanksgiving, we ended up... It's funny, because 
We were just looking for comedies, and we didn't realize, but we watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and that's like a Thanksgiving <laughs> film. <laughs> what? Or like, no, is that Christmas? No, it's Thanksgiving, yeah. So like, it, it turned out to be like, wow. yeah, fit. yeah, yeah. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, oh my god. Yeah. It's been forever since I've heard that. Shit's cool. Um, it was funny. Anyway, while Josh texts his friends, I'm going to queue up rocking around the Christmas tree and we're going to review this song. So uh, let's take a gander. Alright, so that was totally my bad. Josh is right. Josh is always right. Uh, we did review that song. You know what it was? Is it was the, that fucking guitar, like, the, the like. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we've totally reviewed that yeah. before. Can you blame me? It's been a whole year, man. It's been a long time. Um, fuck. Okay, so if we're not doing that, wow, I am definitely, definitely feeling this by now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we instead moved down to number 24, which is called Talkie Talkie. <laughs> It is, in fact, not a holiday song. Okay, wait. So sorry to disappoint Talkie you. Talkie with an I-E or a Y? With an... Neither, actually. It's just I. T- T-A-K-I. Oh, oh like, talk- like, the, like the chips. Yeah, man, like Talkie. <clears throat> Those are delicious. Uh, it's by DJ Snake. I'm, oh, oh I'm yes. just, I just have to wait to make I that joke. so ready for this. DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez, your favorite. Oh. Ozuna. And Cardi B. This sounds amazing. This sounds like a like a fucking Christmas miracle. I'm so I'm so happy we're doing this instead. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like those guitar licks, but you know, this will be better. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that, that shit did not disappoint. That, no, not one bit. Not one bit. Um, word to the wise, if you're going to listen to this song, you really need to look at the translation for this song. It is awesome. It'll change your life. Also, it'll probably make you realize uh, just how just how intense Cardi B is when she tries to come on to you. It's, uh, very intense. She wants you to meet at the Lamborghini store for one, well, for one thing, that's, that's not even, that's not even scratching the surface here. Um, I mean, I feel dirty saying it. I don't know if I should say it or if I should just let viewers, listeners, just find it out for themselves. What? Um, yeah. No. Look at the, there's two lyrics that must be talked about. Yeah. Can you? Can or you? Must re- be repeated. Can yeah. you read them, please, for maximum? Two, well, I don't know if it's the same for you, but there's two lines for me that are just gold. Okay. Nothing but solid gold. Go on. One, the booty sticks out of her suit. <laughs> yep. She has no panties. Less work for the baby. <laughs> it's like, come well, on, dude. Like that come shit on, is man. solid gold. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I don't want to take off panties too. God, that's so much work. I already fuck have to. That. I already have to take off my fucking pantsuit. Pantsuit. Yeah. First off, you're wearing a pantsuit. 
with no underwear. That's pretty hype, I gotta oh, say. Yeah. Uh, that's a bold move. Yeah, man, like this shit, the beat went hard. <laughs> I looked at Selena Gomez's Instagram. That shit's fire. <laughs> she's Does that add to the song? She's the third most followed Instagram user. Yeah, she and is. She does not disappoint. No. Okay, so here's. I'm just gonna say this right now because it's it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I feel like Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande to a degree both kind of look perpetually underage. So, me right. thinking about them, I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but it's like when they talk about their sexuality and then they look like they're they're like 16, there's something in, in me that just feels weird about hearing them say it. I um, agree. I realize that they're both like, you know, grown ass women. Yeah. It's and like, they can I say agree. what the fuck they want. But you know? I agree. And then when I was looking at her Instagram, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I even more so agree with that statement. But then I checked it out and I was like, dude, she's 26. Selena Gomez is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. But also, side note, I also like how Instagram, it makes these like mega, quote unquote, mega stars. It gives them this human element because a lot of their photos, like, they take themselves. Yeah. And you can see shit where it's like, ah, it's finally not photoshopped. I'm just, like, seeing these people as they are. That's completely, that's actually totally true. And I'm, like, I'm way down with that. So and that's, cool. you know, that's something that is endearing about about people like Selena Gomez or, or Ariana Grande is, like, they're... You know, not to sound, like, super patronizing, but, like, they are people, you know, like, they are humans who, you know, I'm sure go through struggles of, like, identity and body image and all that shit, so... It is nice to see them just like post like, "Hey, I'm just hanging out," and like they're like they're just doing normal, normal stuff. Speaking of normal stuff... This is the one other line I must I must read. Are you sure this is normal stuff? Because I have a feeling this is not normal it's stuff. By uh, you know Cardi. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So there's one main line, but I'm going to read the setup to it. Uh huh. Or the the line before it. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. If the text ain't freaky, <laughs> yes. I don't want to read it. Yes. And here here comes the zinger. Uh huh. And just to let you know. This Punani is undefeated. Hey, there you go. Undefeated. It's undefeated. That Punani will fuck you up, But dude. also, where did, where did Punani come from? Because I thought, when I was in high school, I thought I made that up, and I thought I was like, I thought that shit was hilarious. Did you use the term Punani? I did, and I honestly thought I made what? it up. Dude, I have no idea. I've literally never heard that word until tonight, even though I know exactly what it means. Um, that's yeah. a great question. I don't know where it originates. I didn't. The term Punani. <laughs> I did not. I was rocking that shit like oh, way back man. in 06. I was That's rocking Punani. That's so funny. Um, I don't know what context you would rock it, and I kind of don't want to know, but I feel like that's that's fair, and I'll accept it. It will remain undis- undisclosed. Oh, man, dude. Um, well, shit. Okay, so I feel like we feel pretty positively about this song, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, here comes the hardest part of the night. How the fuck do we rank these? Hmm. 
it's kind of a toss-up because a lot of these songs we actually felt pretty positive about tonight. I gotta say, this is probably one of the harder episodes for the complete opposite reason than it normally is. No, for me, it's there's only one conundrum, which is which which is the top. I know my three and four. It's just what's one and two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, do you? I mean, I I just have no idea. Um, well, let's go over them again. The first song was that other Meek Mill song. It was the one... With Drake. With Drake. Okay. Then we have the Halsey song. Second song is the Halsey song. Halsey and Halsey and Khalid. Third is the other Meek Mill song with Jay-Z. And the fourth is this one. That's hard for me, dude. They all have good qualities about them, you know? I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, I like that. I like that this is an episode that's positive, and they all have things that we like about them. Um, but that makes the deciding so much harder. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what you're thinking, Josh? You still need some time. Yeah, I'll just go. Um, yeah, feel what's in your heart. All right, so number one is going to be Taki Taki. Okay. <laughs> Because that show was entertaining and the beat, yeah. the beat was fun mm-hmm. and Selena's pretty hot and no one can deny the gold the solid gold of you know she doesn't wear Car- panties because less work for the baby so also Cardi B's yeah Punani's Punani being undefeated um, gotta give that respect okay so that's number one for now okay but, but honestly if I had to really consider it more long term that would probably not be number one okay and number one would probably have been the Jay Z what's well, not his quote it's Meek Mill the what's free song right um, that would probably be the legit number one but for the for the moment that. The talkie talkie is number one, but okay. so number two for now, but really number one is what's free because that beat was fucking dope mm. and the verses slayed, yeah, and the topics are you know more it's, they're more meaningful in a certain way, yeah, um, a more serious way at least. That's fair. So that's number two for sure, and then number three is the Halsey song, the Blanca song, because. I like their voices, and it sounded sincere, and it made me think, and mostly it's just the voices. The voices were great. Okay. The melodies and how they delivered. Mm-hmm. And then, to me, obviously, the Drake, Meek Mill song was just so whatever. I'm like, I didn't hate it or dislike it actively, but it was just, you know, totally background. That's for- fair. Forgettable, yeah. Yeah. Word. Well, you know, I think that I'm going to have to do a first for me, and I think in order for me to determine what my best or worst is, I'm going to have to go the opposite way, and I'm going to have to start at the bottom, Mm. Uh, just like Drake, because he started from the bottom, now he's here. Um, Uh, So let's think about this. So I agree with you that the Meek Mill Drake song was the worst, of the evening. I don't think it's a bad song necessarily. I just think it's very, very average. Um, I think that Drake gave a good effort, <laughs> but I don't think it was enough to save it from mediocrity. So for that, I will place it at number four. It's a good sign that none of the songs are outwardly bad, though. I think that's a good sign for this week. Oh, yeah. Um, now, as far as number three... 
it's kind of a toss-up, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it's going to go to the, um, man, I feel like it's going to go to actually the, the Hall, the Halsey Khalid one. I think that's number three. I think the reason why is because, again, it's a beat that I've heard before. It's performances that didn't necessarily, like, totally excite me. They weren't bad. They were actually quite good. But they didn't... They were good in the sense that they weren't really interesting and didn't really take any risks. Yeah. Um, It was clearly, like, you know, this... And again, like, this is great. Good for him. You know, the guy that, that was the producer that got these guys together. But it just kind of sounded like a like a, like a a song that had already happened. You know, like, they didn't sound necessarily invested in it to me. So, long-winded answer. That's number three. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, this week is different from the most other episodes this season. Yeah. Wherein, like, all these songs were not bad. Exactly. So, like, t- like, tonight's number three could have easily been number one. Yeah. On abs- some of those other weeks that sucked. So. Absolutely, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, if you had put any of these songs in any other week, I totally agree. Like, the Halsey Khalid song totally could have been number one in another week. Um... But I just think that kind of shows the strength of this particular crop. Um, Number two, I think I'm going to give to the fucking Meek Mill Jay-Z Rick Ross song just because of Rick Ross. Mm. That's the only reason I'm not putting a number one. Because, like, Meek Mill's verse is actually really legit, I thought. And yeah. Jay-Z's verse is fucking, like, he just destroys. Like, it's so much yeah. so much information in so little time and such, like, wittiness that I got to give props to it. But goddamn, dude, Rick Ross's verse is so average and, like, just stoops to levels to get it across that... It just kind of brings the rest of the song down, unfortunately. I don't know why Meek Mill thought that Jay-Z and Rick Ross would be a good combo. Because I feel like Jay-Z is so much further above either of them. <laughs> like, if it was me, I would have yeah. put, you know... I don't know who... I mean, I don't know who Meek Mill has access to. But it's like, put, like, fucking... I don't know, like, Rick Ross and... Literally anyone that's not Jay Z, <laughs> like, you know, Jay Z yeah. is such a legendary rapper that I feel like you can't really put him with Rick Ross, unless if you're Kanye, in which case you could put him on Monster and then throw a Nicki Minaj verse in there and totally destroy it. But all you've got is the two of them and yourself. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what could have been done to fix it, but that's definitely my number two because the rest, the other two verses are good. That's pretty much just writing it. And the number one is Talky Talky because I can't say no to. You know what, ladies, if you want to wear a pantsuit without panties because it's easier for you, it's too much work. You should fucking do it, you know? Like, fuck societal norms of wearing underwear if you don't want to, you know? Nah, man. Because you don't want that VPL. You don't want that visible panty line. <laughs> you want to let that shit just be Wait, free. wait, we got to pause right there. Is VPL an actual term? Yes. Are you, really? No. Okay. okay. It's, not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not. Okay. 
but yeah. it kind of is. Wait, because but like the only time it has ever been used, like ever, uh huh, was in the film Annie Hall, the Woody Allen film. Oh. Okay, but Eddie Hall has some, has like some street cred though. So that shit's real, yeah. Ooh. So I didn't make it up. Ooh, damn! Yeah. Visible panty line. That's VPL. so funny, dude. Eddie Hall continues to just amaze me, and that's a great film. how yeah. hilarious it is. Did you know that was one of Jeff Goldblum's like first roles ever? He literally yeah. has that one line yeah, on the like phone, and that's scene, it. Yeah. It's um, a great film, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's I don't know, man This episode was strange Because it's the opposite I don't think we've experienced this kind of thing in a long time Where, like, all the songs are actually pretty okay So, like How do you rise to the top instead of Going to the bottom? But it was fun, I had a good time We've learned a lot And we've grown And we've had an entertaining time, so Absolutely <laughs> Um, on that note, I think we're gonna call this episode good, huh? Yeah. Stick a fork in it, because this is done. Um, thank you guys for listening, as always. You guys are the best. Um, <laughs> please stay tuned for next week. Um, next week, I think we might actually talk about Grammy nominations, because we will have researched them enough by then to know what we think about them. <laughs> so, uh, tune in next week, and we will talk about the Grammys which will probably be then happening a month from then. So, listen in. Um, in the meantime, I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening in, laughing with us, crying with us, pointing out our uh, general flaws about looking at Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande's Instagram accounts. And uh, we will see you next week. So, stay fly. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Oh, yeah.